getting awesome insurance abroad on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servedomaster.com backslash ConvertKit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. As a father of two young children and the sole breadwinner in my family, there are certain things that have begun to concern me more and more as I enter the back end of my mid-30s. One of my big concerns is that if something were to happen to me, my family would have trouble accessing my revenue. Now, I have many passive revenue streams that flow into my bank accounts, but I don't have them all set up in a way that my girlfriend could easily take over or that someone else could easily run who's not me. I get paid dozens of different ways and it all goes into different accounts and my girlfriend wouldn't know immediately which things to shut down and which to not. It will be a hard transition. More and more I'm setting up things in a much more automated process so that the system will continue to run even if something happens to me. But eventually uh, the machine will break. You know, the credit card that I have automatically buying traffic will eventually expire. And when that happens, then the ads stop running and those traffic sources will dry up. So the business will continue to generate revenue for at least three to 10 years after I'm gone, but I don't want to depend on that as the only thing to take care of my family. So one of the things I've begun to look at is life insurance. And I'm sure if you're a little older than me or if you're a parent, you're very familiar with this whole experience and it's really tough. One of the challenges uh, with life insurance is that most companies, especially American companies right now, they're going through a lot of ups and downs with some political turmoil and you know, certain plans have just been going crazy, especially in health insurance. So one of the things I'm dealing with is finding a company that can handle my unique situation. So every time I speak to a company in America, the way they have treated me has been, I would just say unacceptable. It's not something I'm interested in doing. I say, look, I live abroad, here's my situation, yada, yada. And they go, well, you have to fly back here and stay here for two months while we decide if we want to give you insurance. They want me to fly back to fill out the form in person then they want me to wait, and if they decide that they want to insure me, then I have to take a uh, physical from one of their doctors. So something that's totally fine if you live in America is very, very inconvenient when you live abroad. This has been my initial experience. And looking at these experiences, it's just a, a very big nuisance. So not only would I, uh, you know, flying back for the physical, fine, that's annoying. And I say, well, well can't I just go to an internationally accredited hospital anywhere else in the world? And they say, no, American Insurance, American Hospital, classic. And as usual, other countries have much more sophisticated options. Now, one of the more popular options is Hong Kong, and I have thought about that. Hong Kong is great. You can go there, sign up for insurance on your phone, text them your location in the city, and they'll send you back the closest doctor, and you can do it all in the morning. I know people that have done that. So I was considering that, and then I started talking to a few interesting British companies, and I finally got on the phone with actually a guy from England last night, and they we're like, we might not even have to do a physical, and if we do, it's very easy. You just pick any doctor you want, and they send us your records. So it's very easy, especially because I'm traveling uh, to my main hospital. I'll be near my main hospital the next few weeks, so it's very easy for me to ask them to send in the records for my physical a few months ago, or you know, to get whatever test they want done, redone. I don't care. 
So looking at these things, what's interesting is how we are so used to thinking that it's in America or that it's the way things should be done and then we discover other places do it much easier. Now, when looking at domestic policies in my country, in my Asian country, very disappointing. It's definitely not an option. I looked at several countries around here and they all have terrible domestic policies. Even when you go to their website or try and call them, they don't understand what they're doing. They don't know how to do health insurance, they don't know life insurance. Their financial structures are not sophisticated enough to handle my needs. What I really want is a policy that just takes care of my kids. Once my, you know, once my kids are all 18, they're on their own, they'll be fine. But you know, when a kid's two years old, he can't, can't get a job. It just started raining a little bit, so I apologize if you can hear that in the background. Uh, this is actually my second time trying to record this. I waited until the rain stopped and came back out. Of course, it starts again, but it's just a little bit, so hopefully it'll fade. I think it's just a little shower. Choosing a policy, you know, the things we look at are, can I afford it? How long does it last? How do they handle the payouts? You know, all of these elements. I'm doing a lot of lawyery stuff, working on prepping everything for getting married so that my children are also protected in several other ways. These things uh, become more important, you know, as you get older and as you have children, all these things, they become important for a period of time and then they don't matter anymore. You know, once your children are all out of the house, you're not as worried about it. So looking at all these things, my experience has been very interesting. You know, I'm still in the middle phase of doing the insurance. I'm waiting to see uh, what kind of offers they make and what they're going to ask me to do. But so far, most of it's really simple. Some of the things they ask for are really weird <laughs> and not easy to get. They want a certified copy of my passport and I had to say, I don't know what that is. Basically, you have to get someone to sign and say, I really seen this passport and it's the real deal on a piece of paper. I'll probably get it done at the embassy in Bangkok because that's one of the easier ways to do it unless they tell me somewhere else even easier like one of their banking partners. And the other thing they want, and this is something that a lot of people want that's really, really hard to get, is a, uh, what do you call it, a bill to, to where I live. I don't get any mail here. The mail service where I live, I would describe as extremely unreliable. <laughs> or shockingly unreliable. Basically, if you were to send me a letter, I would say 50-50 shot, it arrives. I, uh, I did have a letter arrive last year and I was amazed when it showed up. I then sent 10 more letters and none of them arrived. So it might not even be 50-50. <laughs> it might be like 10%. So we don't have any of that type of paperwork. So there's always these little hurdles you start to face when you're dealing with stuff internationally. So that's kind of my life insurance experience. And I'm not too worried about it because whatever form they want, I can just get my landlord to sign and say, yeah, this person lives here. They've been here a long time. What do you want? Any of those things. I just don't pay utilities. You know, all this stuff's included in our rent, water, electricity, all that stuff's all included. So we don't have a separate electric bill at this address. Those are the little hurdles of the experience, but overall it was very quick. Filling out the form took me 15 minutes last night. Talking on the phone to the guy was another 15 minutes compared to the times I've been on the phone with American companies, which were a nightmare and dealing with all those things. The second thing, then the guy, of course, you know, when you talk to a broker, they always want to upsell you. And he was like, well, what about health insurance? And, and health insurance in this country basically doesn't exist. I've tried it multiple times and all the local companies, we called, we went to our doctor and said, who's the health insurance person that you recommend who's worked well? We called the guy and he clearly didn't understand anything. He works for a major insurance company, one of the largest insurance companies in the country. And he couldn't understand what we want. He's, he didn't understand what health insurance was. He just started, what they do here is they make these, they have 30 or 40 insurance plans. They just have names like happy life plan, sun life plan, magical existence plan, and they don't mean anything. And you can't find any information on the website. Look, well, how do I know which one I want? What's the good, I just want good health insurance. Like I'm a simple guy, tell me the different choices and keep it simple. When you go to Starbucks, they give you three sizes. Imagine if they offered you 78 sizes and each size was one milliliter bigger than the other. How many milliliters do you want? What, I don't know, it's too complicated. We need to simplify it a little bit. They don't know how to do that here. And so they lost my business. So I'm talking to the phone on the guy and he says, well here, 
uh, we have three basic plans. He goes, what do you want? I said, here's what I want. I really don't need local doctor coverage. I don't care about that. We go to the doctor here, the kids go to the doctor, it's not expensive. What I want is hospital coverage. And so basically for a plan that covers four people with a per person deductible of 250 bucks. So if kid goes to the hospital, the first 250 bucks I pay. For the rest of the year, any medical bills for my kids, anything else, the insurance pays. And for four people, it's $300 a month for really strong insurance. Now, when I had insurance back in America, it was way more than that for just me. So it's kind of amazing that you can get really strong coverage for way less money. Now, of course, the bills here are also way less. The hospital near my house that I prefer not to use, this island hospital, has a menu out front. And next time I go by the hospital, maybe I'll take a picture of it. But they list all the prices for everything, including brain surgery, which is around our $900 right now with the exchange rate. It's like the drive-thru McDonald's. And I'm, uh, I'm a little nervous by the thought of <laughs> picking my surgery from a menu out front. And it is where we had my son. We did use this hospital for my son. And it wasn't my choice. I'll tell you right now, I said to my girlfriend, let's go to the big city, let's go to a fancy hospital. And she said, no, this is more than fancy enough. I'll tell you right now, she, after having the baby there, she told me, nope, next time we'll do the fancy one. So the reason insurance and health is on my mind, my friend right now might have dengue fever. He was getting tested last night. He didn't have the results when we spoke last night. He had to fly to the hospital in the big city and he's staying at the brand new, really nice top of the range hospital. And I've always been, you know, since I've been living abroad, I've been, oh, I'll take care of it myself kind of person. But looking at this situation, thinking, well, if something happens and you need a surgery or you have to deal with something really serious, it helps to have a layer of insurance and to be able to cover my family for something that's affordable compared to other things. And again, there are much cheaper levels. I could insure the whole family for $100 as well. I haven't made any final decision. It was just looking at the numbers. And I sent the information to my father, and he's a lawyer, so obviously his reply to me was almost unintelligible. <laughs> you know, he basically recommended that I talk to 20 lawyers and 15 brokers, and it was almost, you know, it's what happens. When your family's lawyers, or when you know a lawyer, you learn everything they say, it, it tends to make it more confusing rather than less. I sent a question, is this good, yes or no? <laughs> And his reply back was not an answer to that question. So I'm just someone looking for something very simple. Now, one thing he said to me, I was looking at the life insurance and the plan was a whole life, which is like a forever plan. But he was like, you should just get a term, which is actually something I would rather do. I just want to cover my kids till they're 18. But the thing is, I'm not done having kids. Otherwise, I would just say, oh, I need an 18 year plan. But what I really need is probably 25 or 30 because maybe I'll be having kids for the next five or 10 years. Don't know. I can't locked into that. So to circle back, when you're traveling abroad, this is one of our international episodes of the podcast, there are things you want to look at depending upon the type of trip you're taking, the type of journey you're taking. And one of the big issues, people who even already have life insurance back home, it will change or it won't cover you when you're abroad. The rules are different and it's very important to look into that. So if you're already part of a big insurance plan, you know, if you're locked into something, take a look at that. And maybe one of your concerns when you leave your job is about the cost of health insurance. My last job, which was six and a half years ago, almost seven, no, more than six and a half, almost seven years ago. And when I left, they, you know, they do that COBRA thing because you have that big health insurance. Now, at the time, there was a big discount. So because of a, plan, a law that was in effect for only another week and a half after I got fired, if I'd been fired two weeks later, I wouldn't have gotten this. But after that special discount plan expired for insurance for just me, was $550 a month, that's what they wanted. And I couldn't afford that. So of course, I didn't have health insurance for a while. And eventually, you know, I was able to get a really cheap plan, a comparatively cheap plan, through uh, someone who worked at my gym. 
I think at that point I was paying like $100 a month for insurance, but it wasn't very good. It was again, really like emergency room insurance. One of those things we have like five or $10,000 deductible, I don't know. But it was just for emergencies and I had that for a little while. It's very hard to go to the doctor if you don't have any insurance at all. It's a whole hassle as I'm sure you know if you've been through that experience. So looking at this, it's like, wow, I can insure the whole family for less. And again, this was kind of one of their premium plans. I didn't really look through all of the paperwork yet. I had the guy send me a couple of options last night. I sent in the life insurance application just to see what kind of numbers they'll throw at me and see how tough they make the process. And so far, everything I've read online about this company has been good. Other people use them. It's very easy to get uh, your medical procedures. They have a simple pre-approval process. In fact, I only found one. I did find a blog post where someone complained about a bad experience with them. And that's okay. What's interesting is I only found one. Normally you'll find, for most insurance companies in America, dozens of reports. And the guy's thing was very specific. It was basically a bad experience trying to get pre-approval for one procedure. Interesting. Um, and it was also he was trying to get pre-approval like the day before for a mole removal. So it wasn't like a major emergency. But at the same time, I can understand, you know, wanting to get stuff taken care of and being annoyed when they mess up all your stuff and make it hard. So I did my due diligence a little bit. I'm still in the research phase, but that's what I want you to remember is to do all of your research and take care of things. You know, there's other types of insurance. If you're doing short trips, I do recommend getting like backpackers insurance. If you're traveling on the cheap, that tends to cost like a dollar a day or something. But if someone steals your backpack <laughs> with your laptop and in your whole career, it's useful to have. Thinking about these things, it's always finding the balance of, can I afford the insurance? How much is it gonna hurt me? And for a long time, you know, we haven't had any of these insurances because it's expensive, right? It's a lot of money. And I wouldn't think about these things. I wouldn't even be worried about life insurance except for I, these kids, you know? They depend on me. So these are things to think about, you know? it's Part of this is me maturing as a person, but also it's just going through different experiences. And we have looked multiple times in the past at life insurance and health insurance and really struggled. And so really you have to find specifically expat insurance, which targets people that aren't in their home country and setting these things up. And then beyond that, the next phase is setting things up so that the money goes into a trust rather than into a lump sum payment into a local bank account, because I don't trust the banks here enough to put that kind of money into an account in one day. These are all things to think about. These are all steps to take forward. And it really comes down to doing a little bit of research online and realizing that these are things that are important to take care of, but they're also way, way less expensive. Even now looking at the premiums, you know, with um, the attempt at nationalized healthcare in America, to go through one of those plans for people that are struggling financially, those are still way more expensive than the cost of insuring my family here. So when you're thinking about the costs of moving abroad and the cost of leaving your job, one of your concerns is probably how do you take care of your health care? And you'll go through a period of time where you have to, if you stay in America, we have to deal with American policies, American prices. But if you hop abroad and you can even set this up in advance to take effect the day you leave, you can be massively protected for pennies on the dollar. So insuring myself and insuring my family is even for premium insurance, it's still cheaper for four people than it was for one person before when I was just continuing my old previous coverage for my last job. Take the time to do the research. Look at these elements. Look at how you plan for your future and realize that moving abroad opens you up to business with a lot of different international corporations. There are a lot of companies out of England that do expat insurance. Remember England, the <laughs> sun used to never set on the English empire. So they're used to dealing with many, many of these countries. Until 1999, England owned Hong Kong. 
So they had a heavy presence in Asia. So you can find uh, businesses around here that are far more sophisticated in dealing with international issues. Don't get caught up when you talk to your American broker and they have no idea what to do because they lack that sophistication. Don't think the story's over. Most likely you can speak to a company based in England or a company based in other strong countries and discover they know exactly what to do and it costs far less money. <laughs> the numbers they sent me last night were very pleasing and I'm looking to see if I can tweak them a little bit more with a few changes. But suddenly things that I never thought I'd be able to afford are something that I can, I can kind of handle. Because I don't want to just recommend things to you and talk to you about things that are crazy expensive and that, you know, I want things that you can afford even if you're only living on two or three thousand dollars a month. That's really the place you can be where you can survive. And in fact, going through my article writing program, going through and looking at my blog post all about where you can get paid to write the most, if you go through these steps, you can easily afford these extra things that protect you and your family. So you don't have to give up having medical protection or protection for family just because you go abroad. Health companies in America, insurance companies in America always tell you that if you let your coverage lapse, that's when they see an opportunity to really screw you and they'll double your insurance, they'll triple your insurance and throw these massive premiums at you and play all these games. It's another way in which big corporations and the American government use fear to control you, right? They say, oh, if you don't have insurance, you have to pay a fine. How does that help anyone? Now, whether or not you believe America has the best medical system in the world, I get it. I've, been, I've experienced both ends of it. I've experienced medicine in England, which is amazing, but I also know that for certain areas, it's really tough. Usually, it seems in my experience, the best is to have a mix of private and public options. That's just from my experience of traveling around the world. I always want to be sure that whatever we need, my family has the options. Now, my family does have the international or the national health coverage for this country. I took care of that. You know, it's not very expensive and I paid for a year in advance. And now that I'm thinking about that, I think we need to renew. <laughs> just, it's just crossed my mind that we might be, we might have actually lapsed. I might need to take care of that today and pay for the next year. But those things are important. But providing layers of protection, these are things I didn't worry about when I was on my own. When I was backpacking and living on two or three dollars a day, I didn't care about that stuff. So take the time, research these different things you're worried about. Simply crossing the border, I was just talking to one of my tribe members about uh, moving. You know, she wants to live somewhere and she gave me a list of the things she's looking for, like beach, sunny, tropical, good internet, low cost of living. And I was talking, you know, just like in a previous episode, I mentioned, oh, did you listen to the Play It All Carmen episode? Just crossing the border into Mexico makes you eligible for all these different insurances. You don't even have to go that far. So the insurance policy I'm looking at covers me anywhere in the world except America. <laughs> and simply by not having America as part of that coverage, because it's my home country. So whatever your home country is, they exclude. As soon as you remove America, the cost goes through the floor. And again, I'm gonna look and see if I could tweak policies and probably $300 a month is not what I need. It's probably more expensive than what I need. My father was definitely recommending that I look at some different options. I didn't really go through everything all the way. You know, I don't want to give you finalized numbers because I'm in the research phase, but because it's fresh on my mind and because I think it's important, I thought it would be a great topic for today's episode. Do a little research and you'll discover some amazing things. Some of the things that we thought would be so difficult to set up and would be so challenging, they're not really a big deal. Even my friend, okay, he had an emergency. He's had a fever uh, for about four or five days and already getting sicker and sicker. And yes, night before last, he thought, oh my gosh, I think I have dengue, which is one of the big worries in this part of the world because it's mosquito heavy. People don't get it a lot, but it does happen here. It's something that 
it just happens, you know. In the morning, he decided he was sick and wanted to go to the doctor. He didn't want to go to the local hospital, so he hopped on the plane. There's one to two flights every single day from here to the big city. He flew on up, and now he's in a tier one hospital, internationally accredited hospital. It's not that hard to get high-level medical care, but it crossed my mind because it does happen occasionally. And when you have pretty good insurance, you can get covered for things if you need them to fly you to a better hospital. Like if I need to go to a hospital in Hong Kong, if I need to go to a hospital in Japan, whatever, hopefully not Japan, please not Japan, <laughs> please send me to Thailand, then I'm fine. Then they'll take care of it. And the doctors will make that decision. Really, probably, I don't think I need to go international. There are good enough hospitals in this country. I just want to go to one off my island. <laughs> I mean, I live in a tiny, tiny tropical island, so I definitely want to go to a big city hospital that has a tier one unit. All of these things become a lot easier, and you can lower the burden of stress when you do a little research and take care of these things. So as much as this lesson is about setting up insurance, it's also about realizing that you can search for new options. You can think outside the box. I went through those phases. I tried to deal with American companies, total failure. They didn't even reply to my emails or phone calls. Then when I tried to deal with domestic companies here, total failure. Only when I said, you know what? I just Googled expat insurance. I said, let me try another term. And that's when I found several different companies, including HSBC, which is a well-known large brand, right? So there's large brands that you're familiar with, one of the biggest banks in the world. If you've ever been in an airport, you've probably seen an HSBC ad. They advertise a lot in airports. So you can use a brand that you're familiar with, it's okay. A little bit of research, and you'll oftentimes discover that things are a lot cheaper than you thought. And so this is how you can find and get amazing insurance even when you've left that boring job behind. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. To find out how you can get a free copy of my new book, head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now.